Hello, beautiful souls. In an effort to relieve some of the stress surrounding the coronavirus pandemic, I have decided to release the Soul Flow audiobook here on this podcast for free. There are 15 chapters in total, 17 if you count the introduction and closing thoughts, and a new chapter will be released daily starting Friday, March 20th, 2020 through Sunday, April 5th, 2020. Please enjoy this free audiobook, and if you'd like to support me and my work, consider leaving a review on Amazon or for this podcast, following me on social media. My Instagram handle is author Kristen Martin, posting about this book to social media, and sharing this podcast and my other resources, which you can find linked in the show notes with your friends and family. I am sending love and light to you all during this time. Enjoy the audiobook. Chapter 12, The Fear Release. Would it surprise you to learn that every time I open my laptop with my fingers splayed across the keyboard, I feel a tinge of fear? It's not an overwhelming sense of fear. There are no crashing waves of self-doubt. There's no crippling anxiety. There's no repetition involving thoughts of, I can't, I can't, I can't. It's just a dash of fear. Nothing more. Like when a recipe calls for a pinch of salt. It's between my thumb and index finger one minute, sitting in a mixing bowl the next. This is the ninth book I've written, the seventh that'll be published. Yet every time I sit down to write, that trace of fear emerges. It's almost as if its appearance is for the sole purpose of warning me, hey, are you sure you want to do this? put another piece of your soul out into the world? My answer is always yes. And it's always yes, because I know that that's just my ego talking. Everything you've read up until this point has focused largely on fear and the many different masks it wears when it's trying to keep us comfortable, to keep us safe. While we can't get rid of fear altogether, we can influence the impact it has on our day-to-day lives. Fear is nothing more than our belief in our own ego-run imaginations. What do I mean by this? Seeing as we now understand how the ID, the ego, and the superego work together to affect our personality, we can then come to the conclusion that our entire reality is a perception that our egos have created, one that's been entirely imagined based on our thoughts, feelings, and reactions with regard to our past experiences. Releasing fear requires removal, and while we can't exactly remove the ego, we can remove the belief in it. Let's use my earlier example of fear cropping up whenever I sit down to write. Whether you have trace amounts of fear or tend to feel completely paralyzed by its presence, will largely depend on how strong your belief is in your ego's version of reality. Here are some thoughts that pop up when my fear of writing a book emerges. I doubt anyone's even going to read this, but if they do, what if they hate it? What if they say terrible things? What if even more people agree with them? Maybe I've made too many mistakes to be writing a book. What if I fail? What if I can't finish writing it? 
maybe I'm not good enough to do this. Do we see the giant fear blizzard that's forming? How one fear-based thought snowballs into an even bigger one? The first thought, while not completely self-deprecating, is the one that sets everything in motion. It's usually quiet, one that you'll almost say jokingly to yourself, but it's also the one that opens the door, inviting the more harmful thoughts in. Ergo, it's the most dangerous. Have you ever heard the quote, doubt kills more dreams than failure ever will? There's a reason it's said over and over again. It's because doubt is the silent killer of dreams. Doubt is the catalyst for fear. The moment you listen to doubt, even if it's just a flash, is the same moment you've accepted your ego's version of reality as the truth. The trick is to catch your doubt before it has an opportunity to walk through the doors of your mind and invite the rest of its friends in. Catching doubt in the action is a lot like waiting for water to boil. Say you fill up a tea kettle with water and put it on a hot stove. You may sit there and wait, or you may decide to leave it unattended for a bit, but you know at some point that that kettle is going to start whistling. When it does, what's the first thing you do? You rush over to it and take it off of the stove. You remove it from the source. Likewise, you can separate your doubt from your ego. Just like hot water, doubt simmers and simmers below the surface, waiting until you're not looking, and then wham, suddenly you're surrounded by nonstop high-pitched shrieking, except it's inside your brain instead of in the kitchen. What happens if you don't remove the kettle from the heat, from its source? It gets louder and louder, and it won't stop until you remove it. By the same logic, when a doubtful thought enters your mind, instead of letting it shriek and give way to even more fear-based thoughts, move it away from the heat source, in this case, your ego. Moving doubt away from your ego exposes the source. Suddenly, your ego has nowhere to hide. It can't hurl additional fear-based thoughts at you because you're aware of its presence. You're aware of what it's trying to do. It may try to put up a fight, but that's the exact moment you can shut it down for good. And you can do that by saying, I hear you, but I choose my truth. And my truth is, and always will be, love. Return to love every single time. Because love does not doubt, fear, or worry. It does not limit, restrict, or take. It gives, it nourishes, it ignites. It is the unconditional source. Pretty hard to fight with that if I do say so myself. When our lives are shadowed by doubt and fear, that's exactly what we're bound to do. Live in the shadows. We'll keep repeating the same patterns, picking the same fights with ourselves and with other people feeling guilty over the same things until we finally own our truth. And by own it, I mean fully believe in it. Fear is tricky in that it makes you think you're getting what you need, when in reality, it's preventing you from having all the things you truly want. Most people don't leave jobs they hate 
because fear tells them they're getting what they need, a reliable source of income, security, and stability. Many people stay in toxic relationships because fear tells them they need to be with someone. It has them believe that the alternative, which is being alone, is a bad thing and permanent. A lot of people face health issues later in life because fear tells them they need comfort more than the energy to move their bodies and prepare healthy meals. It's so much easier to just order pizza and Netflix and chill. Your ego tells you that you need these things, even if they're not the right fit anymore, or never were, or you've outgrown them. It tells you that you need them because they're safe, familiar, comfortable. To want more than what you need? Well, that's just selfish. Except it isn't. Your ego is desperate for you to believe in its perceived reality. The one you need, which is hardly ever in line with the one you actually want. It won't lay out the consequences of staying comfortable because it knows that once you get a look at the other side, at what you really want and how much is indeed possible, you'll be running for the hills, arms flailing, screaming, yes, I surrender to the possibility of life. And guess what? Once you start running, you'll keep running. Your fear will have no choice but to melt away because it won't be able to catch up to you. Your ego will quickly realize that it no longer has control. But even so, it'll try to rein you in with all of its old tricks and schemes, with consumption, judgment, rejection, attachment, resistance, guilt. But once you're aware, you are aware, and there is no taking that away from you. In one of my favorite books by Shannon Kaiser, Adventures for Your Soul, she lays out the 10 most common fears, which include 1. Fear of failure 2. Fear of the unknown 3. Fear of not having enough 4. Fear of change 5. Fear of shame or judgment 6. Fear of intimacy, loss of self, or loss of freedom 7. Fear of being alone. 8. Fear of rejection. 9. Fear of losing love, which is dying or losing loved ones. And 10. Fear of inadequacy. We've discussed many of these fears throughout this book, as well as where they stem from and how they play out over time if they go unmanaged. Lack of acceptance results in fear of failure, fear of rejection, fear of shame or judgment, fear of intimacy, and fear of inadequacy. Lack of control results in fear of the unknown, fear of not having enough, fear of change, fear of being alone, and fear of losing love. What do the need for acceptance and control always circle back to? Your worth, self-love. Unless you make a conscious effort to stop it, your ego will continue to show you all the ways in which you are unworthy. It'll show you all the ways in which it's tried to keep you safe. You failed that English test in fourth grade, so you're safe working as a clerk at this department store because no judgment on writing takes place here. Even safer, there's no writing or creative expression at all. 
Your move to California won't work out because your last move didn't either. Stay here where it's safe. You have everything you could ever need. Why would you want to give that up? Pursue being a musician? Are you insane? You're too old, have no connections, and you certainly don't have the money to buy a guitar. Why go after music when practicing law is a sure thing? The success of your ego relies on two things. The happenings of the past and the unknowns of the future. It uses your past experiences, ones that didn't go so well, to try and scare you out of taking risks. But it also uses the uncertainty of the future to keep you playing small. It rarely focuses on the present, on the actual reality, your true reality. All you need to know is this. If there's a glimmer of hope and light, something that keeps showing up in your awareness, something that makes you feel like you, even if it's just for a brief moment, that's something worth paying attention to. The whisperings of your heart, however faint, are from your soul. It's your sole purpose waiting for you to close the door on fear and open up the one it's been standing behind for years and years, probably since you were a child. If something keeps showing up, it is worth pursuing. Your soul flow is worth pursuing. You are worth pursuing. So open the door. Reflection. I'm going to be blunt. The process of releasing your fears isn't going to be a walk in the park. It's likely going to dredge up a lot of unresolved feelings, pain, guilt, insecurity, anger, remorse. This is just your ego retreating further into the onion as you peel it away, layer by layer. Like a toddler, your ego may lash out at you. It may attempt to give you the silent treatment. It may run away from you to go hide in the closet. I encourage you to respond to your ego the same way you would a child, with compassion, sincerity, and love. Our egos are the parts of us that have been hurting for a long, long time. They'd rather stay hidden than face discomfort. But in order to move past our fears, we must bring them out into the open. We must give our fears space to breathe without resistance, judgment, or guilt. Of the 10 fears listed in this chapter, which ones do you resonate with most? Which ones keep you up at night? Which ones seem to pop up whenever you're about to make a big decision? Make note of them. Then review whether the source of that fear comes from lack of acceptance or lack of control. Recall what situations from your childhood first made you feel rejected or out of control. And then, vow to release it. Surrender. Forgive. Let go. If you need to, cry it out. If you need to scream into a pillow, then do that. If you need to break some plates, you can do that too. Light a fire and burn whatever needs to be burned. Call whoever may have had a part in introducing these fears to you for no other reason than to tell them that you love them. Fear can only have its hooks in you if you think it does. It's time to release it. It's time to let fear go.